Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. You know what's painful in relationship? And of course, there are lots of things that are painful, but one thing in particular that is excruciatingly painful is when you feel like you can't be who you are. When you're hiding parts of you or suppressing parts of you or maybe just putting on a false persona in the hopes of keeping your partner connected to you. Now, I don't blame you for this because if you think about it, our entire culture is built around telling us who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do, all of those things. And and within that, wrapped up into that, are our rituals for how we find other people, how we meet them and date them and and perhaps have long-term relationships and families and all of that with them. And yet, deep down, one of the things that creates the biggest sense of instability in a relationship is when it is built on a false foundation, when you haven't been able to be you in that whole process of finding, meeting, dating, etc., a person. And you might actually not know that certain parts of you are being suppressed or On the other hand, you might know very clearly that you have constructed a version of you that's meant to appeal to other people and and maybe it's even meant to help you feel good about yourself while at the same time you may feel that instability, that shakiness, um, knowing that in the end, what brings us satisfaction in life are things that are not constructed externally but that come from within. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to find yourself. And on top of that, if you are in a relationship where you feel like you can't be you, and in fact, if you start to be you, that you might lose your partner, we're going to talk about what to do in that situation. As simple as that. But first, before we dive in, just a quick reminder that Relationship Alive is an offering for you so that you can have the most successful, thriving relationship possible. So if you're finding the show to be helpful, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. Any little bit helps. So to choose something that feels right for you, just visit neilsatin.com support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this week, I would like to thank Timothy, Karina, David, Angie, and Sylvia. Thank you all so much for your generous and ongoing support of Relationship Alive. Also, I just want to offer you some gratitude. If you have been doing your part to get the word out about Relationship Alive by telling friends or writing reviews on iTunes or or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. Um, It is so helpful just to get the word out about our mission and to help up-level everyone around you in terms of the kind of relationship that they are having as well. So thank you for your support of the mission. I also want to let you know that along with our generous listener contributors, today's show is also brought to you by Green Chef, 
For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash alive. And I will tell you a little bit more about them later in the show. If you are looking for support in how you communicate with your partner, then stay tuned because I'll tell you how to get my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets in a little bit. Um, I also have a new communication course that is about ready to hit the airwaves, so stay tuned for that. And finally, if you're looking for a way to just get some support, we've created a safe space for conversations about relationships on Facebook. You can go there and join the Relationship Alive community, where you will find close to 3,000 people who are there, uh, who listen to the show and want to have uh, elevated conversations about how to do relationships well. I think that's it. Let us dive in to the show. And this show in particular was spawned by an email from a listener. And uh, I love getting emails for this very reason that often there are some great ideas for shows. Um, and by the way, I, what I want to try to do is I would love to actually feature your voice asking your question. So I'm gonna try something new. You can just record a voice memo on your phone asking your question and I will play it on the air and I'll riff on it for an answer. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to do some of, the, some of this uh, Q and A. Um, I'm excited to give it a try. So if you have a question, email your question to questions at relationshipalive.com. Ooh, and that's a sneak preview of what's to come. Uh, but yeah, if you have a question, just record it on your phone, use your voice memos, email it to questions at relationshipalive.com and you might just get featured uh, in an episode of Relationship Alive. So this listener writes, I love your podcast. What I struggle the most with in my fairly new relationship is physically letting my partner see me as I truly am. Without the makeup, the hair done, sexier clothing, and basically just sort of letting myself be how I would be without society and media pressure. I just have this sinking feeling that if I stop torturing my body with rigid diets and extreme exercise and just eat like a person with a normal appetite and relax, without being fitness goal oriented, that my partner will just find another person who will keep up with this intense facade. So I really appreciate this question. It is, as you can see, directly tied in to what I was talking about at the very top of the episode. Can you be yourself in your relationship? And if you can't, what then? And it makes sense to have this fear. I mean, it could be because everything is a ruse, right? Everything is just a, um, a costume or something that you've stepped into to try and attract your mate. Um, so that could be the situation or it could be more subtle than that. It could be just simple things about you that you're hiding. Um, so it's super important for us to get in touch with that aspect of ourself, what we're hiding. And then, uh, dear listener, I want you to have faith 
and to take heart that it is possible for you to find your way back into your authenticity in terms of how you are showing up in your relationship. And if this person is a quality person, to do it and have them stay at your side. So that is what today's episode is going to be about. And I'm really excited to dive in because this is so important. The, the energy, the juice that actually keeps our relationships going comes from being who you are and from inviting your partner to be who they are as well. Uh, when you're both showing up as you really are, then you don't get that weird kind of dead-end second-guessing of yourself that has to happen when you have to try and figure out, is this next thing I do going to fit in with the lie that I've been telling all along? And maybe that lie has been going on a long time. In fact, maybe there are a lot of people in the world around you who don't know who you really are. And that's okay. That happens. And I want you to know that there's a whole spectrum of self-discovery going on here, because even if you think you know who you are, you may actually uncover things about yourself over the course of your relationship and over the course of your life that are new and, and unexpected or qualities that you did have strongly when you were a child, let's say, that were discouraged by the people around you. Uh, as uh, we spoke about in our episode with Julie Henderson back in the winter, there's so much that we naturally uh, embody as children in terms of expressing ourselves as humans and being able to experience the full range of, of who we are. We, we strive to do that because we're exploring the world around us and the world within us. It's all a big experiment. But in relation to the world around us, we often get shut down or discouraged or told that we shouldn't be a certain way. Or as this uh, dear listener was talking about, uh, we get lots of encouragement from society to be a certain way, to eat a certain way, to exercise a certain way, to dress a certain way. And you have to always be sexy or you have to always be a debonair or whatever it is. You have to always have money. All kinds of ways and messages that we get from the world around us that seem to say that it's not okay to just be who you are, that what matters most is what you show other people. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea that it doesn't matter at all how you show up in a relationship. One of probably the most important points in Relationship Alive is to be aware of the impact that we are having on other people. So in a way, uh, your question is super perceptive because... You're, it contains that awareness of, well, what I do is surely going to have an impact on the person that I'm with. And so how do I find that middle ground where I can be who I am and where that impact of me being me doesn't scare this other person off or have them decide they're going to cheat on me or whatever it is? 
And those things happen. There are a lot of people in the world who at least initially are motivated by these external circumstances. The external circumstances are in many ways designed to fuel dopamine. They're about pleasure seeking. So if you've been a long time listener, you know that that dopamine cycle, as enticing as it is and as exhilarating as it is, in some ways, it's actually not sustainable. So if you're relying on your relationship to constantly be infused with dopamine as a way of staying connected, that's going to be a huge challenge. Now, again, I'm not trying to villainize dopamine. And if you never have dopamine happening in your relationship, if you never have that pleasure of things that are novelty, are novel or diverse, if you never have those things, then that could be a problem too. So this isn't to say that you should never have dopamine or that it's somehow bad. No, it's actually really great. But if your entire relationship is fueled on dopamine or on things that are about dopamine, the rush of a new car or a new this or a new that or a trip to wherever, not that those things are inherently bad again, but if that's what everything is based on, then you're going to be in this stuck situation like our listener. And, and we've all been there, I think, on some level. We've all been in that circumstance where we're not sure, is the other person going to really be willing to accept this part of me? Um, I'm going to offer you a personal example of this. There's, uh, I like to wear hats. I, and in particular, I wear warm hats because I don't have a lot of hair on my head. So I need that extra insulation to keep me warm, especially through, you know, two thirds of the year here in Maine where it's pretty darn cold. So I like to wear hats and typically my hats are fairly understated or, or they're interesting. I have this great hat that Chloe made for me, but sometimes the hat that I, you know, if I'm about to go outside, there's not a handy hat for me to wear that is, um, my typical hat. And so I'll just grab a hat out of the hat basket and wear it. So one day I grabbed this hat and I decided I really liked it. It was gray, knitted, it had some cables, you know, knitted cables on it. And then it also had a bunch of sequins that were on the hat that gave it this kind of iridescent sparkly thing. Now it's, it wasn't like a total sequin encrusted hat, but it had them sort of scattered around to give it a little bit of bling. And I liked it. I really liked it actually. And it, and I liked it because it was a little odd, a little unconventional, and, uh, and it felt good to me to wear it. So what do you think happened next? Well, I wore the hat all around town, running errands, etc. But at some point during that day, I saw Chloe, and she gave me this look and said something like, Oh, you're wearing that hat? And that was all it took for me to feel like maybe I had reached the limit of Chloe's willingness to accept me for who I was. So I'm going to talk a little bit more later about how I handled that because I want to get into this question of how do you actually bring these kinds of things up in your relationship. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk a little bit more about recognizing 
who you are. Now, it sounds from the question that we received that this person knows very well who they are, that that person might wear less makeup, that that person might eat differently, that that person might work out differently. And how do you avoid going to the opposite extreme, right? Because some people respond to the pressure of society by trying to fulfill it to the T, and other people respond to that pressure by just abandoning it completely. So purposefully uh, making themselves look unattractive or purposefully um, not taking care of themselves or being really unhealthy. So I think for me, the important word here is healthy and discovering what's healthy for you because there's a balance here about what the world tells you what the world tells you about your body and how it should or shouldn't be and what is real and what is real for you so you are the best judge of whether or not you are healthy now Maybe there are some things where, you know, there could be some silent killer lurking inside of you that that you're not aware of. And and trust me, like ask Chloe, I have some hypochondriac tendencies where I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe I need a test to make sure that I don't have X, Y, Z. So I, I've been there. Uh, and that being said, for the most part, I think that we can learn to appreciate the readings that our instruments give us uh, like the instruments that you have if you're flying a plane your body is an instrument and it will tell you how good it's doing if you're having trouble staying awake being effective thinking clearly uh, doing things that require physical exertion if you're having trouble with any of those things then that might indicate Oh my gosh, I, there's something that needs to happen here. Maybe I need to think about how I eat. Maybe I need to use my body more in order to actually keep it going and keep it lively and in shape and able to function. Because part of how we show up in relationship with each other is by being bodies together and you know that could be sexually being bodies together it could be going and doing things together uh, it could even just be sitting on the couch together you're still being bodies together and can you be in yourself and feel enlivened and like you are psyched to participate in the life that's happening around you and if you don't feel that way, then you can figure out, well, is there something physically going on with me? Is there something emotionally going on with me? Is there something mentally going on with me? Or is there some unlearning I have to do of belief systems? Because maybe it's a faulty belief system. Like how many of us carry around the belief that I'm not good enough? In a way, that's what our listener is speaking to, this question of am I good enough if I don't do these things? And will my partner appreciate me for me without doing these things? So one way to deal with that is to ensure that along with taking care of yourself so that you're not abandoning self-care, you're also looking at your belief systems and rooting out 
the ones that are unhealthy, rooting out the ones that tell you that you're not enough or that you're not special or that you're not worthy of being loved. Because those pernicious beliefs, those will cause way more damage than, you know, drinking a, a bottle of sugar water every so often. Um, not that I'm a fan of sugar water, but so every so often, you know, you got, you got to get your fix, right? So the point is that those things will matter a lot less or you'll know what actually matters if you've tuned into what is operating at your core. And a good way to figure out what's operating at your core is to look at how you show up in the world. What do you do? And to ask yourself, are these the kinds of things that someone who feels they are inherently worthy would do? Are these the kinds of things that someone who feels inherently special, who feels inherently lovable? That, and when I say inherently, it's like that it's woven in to the very fabric of who we are. Of course, I'm lovable. And I have to admit that when I got that email, I had this, like, I just wanted to give this person, a, like, the biggest hug and encourage them to be who they are. And at the same time, be like, and if your guy leaves you for you being you, then, you know, fuck him. Like, you can find someone else who will actually appreciate you for you. And I, I believe that. I, I believe that down to the bottom of my soul that if we are not with someone who can appreciate us for us, then, well, there might be some learning there because it might be really hard for our partners to also untangle themselves from the, the illusion, the hypnotic effect of what they're supposed to want, what they're supposed to be in relationship with. We all buy into that illusion, right? So the journey of dispelling the illusion is also something that we can do in partnership. So, you know, even if your partner is like, whoa, well, I like those sexy clothes, you know, there's room for dialogue here. We're going we're gonna to get to that in a moment. But I just want to ensure that you get the core piece here, which is to do a fearless inventory of beliefs you may hold about yourself that are counterproductive to you being you. And where did you get those beliefs? Who did they come from? If you hear a voice within you, you may be able to identify really easily whose voice that is. And then you have the, the seeds of the work that you can be done. I mean, this is the kind of work that I'm doing all the time with my clients where we're unearthing these, uh, things that lie low, these belief systems that lie low within us, but when they surface, oh my goodness, they point to uh, the roots of many of our problems. And so then we just take care of them. Uh, and there are processes that you can go through to help you uh, correct those beliefs, reparent yourself, re-educate yourself. I've talked about that a lot with... Um, you know, some a few people that come to mind, Catherine Woodward Thomas, my episodes with her, with Margaret Paul, with Dick Schwartz. These have been some of the many episodes that have about that have been about this inner work. So it's super important and it can be helpful to get support when you're going through. So I do encourage you when you know these things are going on 
to get support. But at a minimum, once you've unearthed them, then you can ask yourself, well, what's, what's really true about this? And see if you can tune into the core self of you, the part of you that knows who you are at your core. And I have this sneaking suspicion that you'll find out that there's nothing true about them. There's nothing true that you will be able to find within yourself. It could be the, the still small voice or it could be a, a voice that's shouting at you. Oh my God, you are worthy. You are lovable. You are capable. You deserve connection. You deserve love. You are valuable just by being you. I know for sure that we all have that voice in us. And I also know that sometimes it's hard to uncover. So if it is challenging for you, please take the opportunity to find some help because sometimes that help can help remind us, can help us tune in to that place in us. And it's also helpful to be around people who also reinforce that within us. So not everyone's there, but hopefully you can find people who are on that journey of really accepting who they are. That doesn't mean that you don't try to improve, you don't try to grow, of course you do that, uh, because there's always more learning to be done. And at the same time, let's, let's accept ourselves along the way in our beautiful imperfection. Let's do that. Okay. So I'm encouraging you to not completely ditch all the sexy clothes. Keep the ones that you feel good in. Not to ditch all the makeup, but keep the makeup that helps you feel good when you want to wear it. Not to ditch the exercise, but exercise in ways that feel good to you. Not to ditch eating healthy, but to do it in moderation and to pay attention to how what you put in your body affects your body and affects your, your life. If you're paying attention to those things and you're tuning into them, then they will augment who you naturally are. Because all of that is just external stuff. But let's dive into what happens when you've made a discovery about yourself that is a big deal and or a little deal but important to you and you want to bring that up with your partner you want to figure out can my relationship handle this can it handle the real me so the first thing i want to mention is this may require some conversation and as i alluded to at the beginning of this episode knowing how to communicate well in your relationship is so important so if you haven't downloaded it yet my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets now is the time you can get it by visiting neilsatin.com relate or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And this communication guide gives you my top three. Now there are way more than three, but it gives you my top three secrets for talking about anything with your partner, especially the challenging things and staying connected with them. So what better time to put these secrets to use than when you need to talk to your partner about something 
important, like you being you and wondering if they're going to stick around. So uh, grab the communication guide if you haven't already. And um, if you do, then you will be first on the list to find out about when the new communication course is ready. This course is specifically designed for one person to take. So you don't have to take it with your partner. It's designed for you to take and it will radically change the paradigm through which you even see how you communicate in relationship and will give you tools to put that new paradigm into practice. And it's that shift in how you see communication that can make all the difference in terms of the effectiveness of your ability to actually understand your partner and to be understood, to be seen by them. Again, so important when we are being ourselves. Okay, before we dive in, though, to the what to do, I need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsors. Our first sponsor this week offers products to help you and your partner do better with this one activity that you spend like one third of your life doing. Do you have a sense of what that might be? If you guessed sleeping, you're right. This week's sponsor's name is Casper, and the experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. With a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Their mattresses are affordable, partly because they cut out the middleman and sell direct to you. Now, when I mentioned to a good friend of mine that Casper was sponsoring the podcast, she said something like, wow, that's amazing. I, I love my Casper mattress and I've been telling everyone that they should get one. So this is a friend of mine who has a lot of integrity and she definitely doesn't recommend things lightly. And what was cool about that was that Chloe and I actually have spent the night on her mattress. And I guess I should clarify that she wasn't there, but uh, not that there would be anything wrong with that. And we both noticed what a good night's sleep we had. In fact, we talked about it the next day and we didn't even know that it was a Casper mattress. Something else really cool about them is you can be sure of your purchase because they offer a 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You get to actually try the mattress out and if you're not satisfied after 100 days, you can return it for a full free refund. And Casper is offering something special for you. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash alive and using the code alive at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's $100 off on select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash alive and using the coupon code alive at checkout. Our second sponsor, I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, their name is Green Chef, and they not only have amazing food, but they also have a special offer for you to give them a try. Now, Chloe and I tend to eat paleo, and we have really enjoyed their paleo menu, which not only includes yummy, sustainably sourced meals, but also makes it easy for us to cook something together. Most of the prep work is done, so all we do is follow the step-by-step -step instructions and do whatever minimal prep is still required, and voila, we have these high-quality meals that everyone can enjoy. 
Recently, we cooked one of our Green Chef meals for a family get-together for my son's birthday. And so we had my mother and her partner, my grandmother uh, over. They were celebrating my son's birthday with us. And we made this amazing lemon chicken that everyone totally raved about. So Green Chef literally pleased four generations of my family in one sitting. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company, and each week they send you a wide variety of organic ingredients and imaginative tasty recipes, handpicked and delivered right to your door. Their meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten free, and omnivore. Their expert chefs design gourmet recipes for you, and the pre-made sauces, dressings, and spice mixtures help you get more flavor with less time spent in preparation. And as I mentioned, they have a special offer for you as a Relationship Alive listener. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash alive. That's $50 off your first box if you go to greenchef.us slash alive and thank you green chef and casper for helping to support thriving healthy sustainable well-rested relationships okay so what do you do it's an important question and you could take the passive approach of just slowly stopping doing things that feel inauthentic and starting doing things that are more authentic And like in my story about the hat, the odds are that your partner will notice and that noticing may come at you sideways or it may may not. It may be like, oh, my gosh, thank God I've I've waited for a long time to see you without all that makeup on. That's a possibility. But it also might come at you sideways, sideways, like, hmm, do you decide not to uh, do your normal thing this morning now? Again, that could actually be a sign of them simply noticing something or they may really appreciate you without all your makeup on. But if you're in your vulnerability around it, then you may not hear it that way. In fact, you may construct the story about it that they're disapproving of you or that they are being harsh with you or judgmental or unaccepting. So many times that is a story that we hold. So in that example with the hat, when Chloe said something like, oh, you're you're wearing that hat. I had this story that, uh oh, something something's wrong here. Something isn't right and I need to do something about it. So, um, and maybe she doesn't accept me for who I am in this, you know, silly hat. So, um, all of this is just to highlight that if you take the sideways approach to being you, then you should expect a sideways response about it and be willing to show up in that. But that's not the approach that I advocate generally. I advocate once you know something is going on to actually bring it to the table. So you want to create a context for having this conversation with your partner 
if you you may have gotten my recent email if you're on my list if you're not on my list by downloading my communication guide or my needs guide in relationship those things will help you get the emails with all the the juicy relationship tidbits that i send out um, but I wrote about how to find the perfect timing to have a conversation. And one of the keys is to create a context, to let your partner know you want to talk about something and to make sure that they're in a state where they want to receive you, where they want to have the conversation. You don't want to just drop it on them. So you make this appointment, you sit down with your partner or take a walk with them in a lovely natural environment where not wearing makeup is totally natural as an example and uh and you might say look um and just so you know i'm i haven't scripted this out uh, i'm just speaking what comes out of me so it will be gloriously imperfect but you'll get the idea of what how you'd want to approach this so you want to own it you want to own your truth here and you want to do it in a way that's not clobbering your partner over the head with your truth but you want to own what's going on. In the case of our listener who started this whole conversation, it might be something like, you know, I'm noticing that I'm really worried and feeling some fear. And here's what that fear is about. The fear is about, um, I notice that I've been, I haven't been totally authentic with you that some of the way that I live, like dressing the way I do all the time or wearing makeup all the time or having this really strict eating regimen or exercising like crazy, that's actually not really how I want to live. And there are aspects of that that I am doing for me and there are aspects of that that I'm doing for you but I'm realizing that I have a story about what you want me to be. I have a story about what you appreciate in me. And I have a story about that if I were to say, stop doing some of those things or do less of them or to do them in a way that felt more aligned with who I am, that you might lose interest in me or decide to go elsewhere and I just wanted to be to tell you about that and to own it and be vulnerable and also to let you know that it's really uncomfortable for me to sit in silence around this. I want I want to let you know what's happening with me so that we can be in a conversation about it because I recognize that what I do has an impact on you. And I'm not saying that I want to be an unhealthy person or that I want to not take care of myself. However, I want to do it in a way that actually feels right for me. And there's a deeper thing going on here, which is that I want to find out what's true about this story, that if I stop doing those things that you might lose interest in me. I guess part of what I'm saying is I want to know that you like me for me. And for that matter, I wonder if I know the full you or if part of what's going on with you is that you've been pretending in some ways. And that's not to say that I think you've been totally pretending, but I wonder if there are ways that we can step back from the dance that we've been doing to win each other over 
and to be transparent with each other about what's authentic and what isn't and to focus as much of our energy as we can on the things that are authentic, that that is us being us. Um, because I have this hunch that if we put our energy there, then it will just blossom and bloom. Well, that was a lot, right? I mean, I just said a lot. And at that point, you might want to be silent and see how your partner responds. See what they bring to the conversation. It's tempting, especially when you have clarity about something, to have lots to say about it. You know, you might want to talk, for instance, about the way that society has trained you to be a certain way. You might want to have that conversation, but generally the time to have that is not when you first broach the subject. You might dive deeper in together later. But in that, how long was I talking? Maybe two minutes. In those two minutes, I said a lot, and that's a lot for a partner to digest. In it were statements about, this is my truth, this is who I am. There was some owning of, um, I haven't been fully who I am with you, right? And, and so there's, there might be a little bit, uh, that might be edgy for your partner to hear. And there was also some fear, some vulnerability in there. I'm not sure that you're going to want to be with me if you know me as I truly am. And that's probably plenty. So at that moment, you wait and see how your partner responds. And this is a good time to check in with yourself. Like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? You know, you just put a lot on the line and see, like, are there ways that I need to take care of myself here? Um, and then and see if you can notice what's going on for your partner too. Are they getting uncomfortable? Are they are they with you totally? Did they check out? You know, these are this is a good moment to do this. To be aware of what's happening for them, even while you're getting in touch with what's happening with you. Now I don't know how your partner is going to show up for this conversation. It's scary, and your partner may say, you know. Like, are you saying that you're never going to be sexy for me? Or are you saying that, you know, you're always going to wear that silly hat with the sequins on it? Like, even when we're going out on the town doing something important, I, I'm not sure I'd like that. Um, so that's possible. And so you may have some responding to do to help them get clear so that they're not trapped in their story about you. Uh, so however they respond is going to be mix, a mixed, uh, uh, a mix of them hearing you and them layering their own meanings on top of it, what it means for them. So see if you can tease that apart for them and get really clear. Try to get super clear on just the things that you said specifically and see where that leads you. My guess is that if this person is meant to be with you, that you will at least get some hint that of course they love you for who you are. And maybe the question of you changing or transforming, maybe that is a little scary for them because changing in relationship is a little scary. We don't know how we will grow and we don't know the impact that that will have on our partner. But we've already established that we care about our partner. We care about the impact that we're having. And part of why you're showing up to have this 
conversation is to impress upon your partner, hey, I care about you. I'm not gonna just stop doing everything without checking in with you. But I do want you to know that what is going on, I do want you to know what's going on for me and I want you to know when something doesn't really truly feel aligned with who I am because I don't wanna be on the hook to perpetuate those things forever. And what a relief it would be to just be able to let go of that and just be with you, to just be me. That's what I'm hoping for you. So with Chloe and the hat, for instance, I just said, hey, um, I, w- I need to talk to you about the hat. When I was wearing that hat, I felt really good and and I liked it. And yeah, it was a little flamboyant, but I felt really good in it. And when you said what you did about like, oh, you're wearing that, I started to feel a little scared that you weren't going to accept me because I was wearing this silly hat and that maybe it wouldn't be okay for me to just be me and be in choice about whatever it is I want to do, whatever it is I want to wear, for instance. It's me being me. And sometimes I need your help and sometimes I don't, you know, I do occasionally like to ask Chloe actually, "Hmm, what do you think? Does this look good or should I go for the whatever? And uh, she's, she's a good style consultant in that way. But for the most part, I, I'm pretty confident in choosing what I'm going to wear for any particular day, especially when it comes to my hats. So I had this conversation with her and as you might expect, she was like, oh my God, like, of course of course I I love you no matter what you wear on your head. And I didn't know. I didn't know that what I said had that impact on you. And if I had known, I never would have said it or I never would have said it the way I said it. Um, It surprised me that you were wearing that hat. It's different. You had never worn it before. And uh, But hearing how it made you feel, like, of course, yeah, you wear the hat. Like, I got others. So... You know, that conversation ended really well for us. And what I find is that when you create a context in your relationship that supports being vulnerable, that supports taking the risks, and notice that I didn't go to Chloe and say, what you said was really hurtful to me, or what you said um, wasn't honoring who I am. So I wasn't making, I wasn't putting anything on her. All I was saying is when you said that, I felt really hurt. I felt, and I wondered if you would be willing to accept me. So big difference there. This is my hope for you that you will be able to experience those kinds of conversations and in the vulnerability, find a deeper and even more vibrant connection with your partner because that's where the juice is. And honestly, if you're hiding something about you, then chances are pretty good that your partner also has something that they're holding back from you. And it may not be obvious in that moment what it is, but definitely there will be a time down the road where they realize, oh my gosh, this is something about me that I might not have been willing to give to the relationship 
before, but now that you've created this context where there's a space to talk about the parts of you that are real and to also talk about the parts of you that are fake and hopefully you're both interested in finding deeper levels of authenticity, once you create that context in your relationship, then it becomes a, a reliable way to find each other again and again and to check in with each other about the ways that society impacts us. Hey, like, are we doing this because we're supposed to want to go on a trip to Bermuda? Is this really what we want? Is this what we would choose? Or is this a choice that's somehow being made for us by society or our parents or whatever it is? This stuff comes up all the time. It comes up in like choices around weddings and choices around how you celebrate the holidays and choices around how you parent. There are always things where there's an opportunity to say like, hey, are we doing this because it's us or because we're supposed to do it this way? I hope that this conversation has given you a pathway in to deeper connection with your partner, deeper connection with yourself. And if there's one last little piece I can offer here, it's that if you're single and you're still listening, thank you for sticking with us, uh, start out by being you. It's the best way to ensure that the person that you end up with likes you and loves you and appreciates you for who you are is to start that way. That isn't always the case. And like I said, we make discoveries along the way. And there may be things where, I mean, even our our lovely listener who was talking about the, the exercise and the diet and all of this stuff, she may, at, and I don't know, she may have felt like, well, that's me. That's who I am. That's what I do. And then only later to realize like, wait a minute, this isn't me. So you may know that all along, or you may just discover that about yourself. However that is, it's totally fine. My encouragement for you is to simply be as you as you can be, starting now and increasingly more and more you into the future. And if you can do that, I'm pretty sure that you'll find someone who wants to be right alongside you and will appreciate you for who you are. And they will also probably feel free to be who they are. And like I said, that is where the magic happens. Okay, I will see you next week for another episode of Relationship Alive. And until then, maybe I'll see you in the Facebook group, Relationship Alive Community, or feel free to email me. My email address is neilius at neilsatin.com. And if you have a question, please record it and send it to questions at relationshipalive.com. And perhaps we will use your question for our next Q&A episode. All right, until next week, take care.